1: One more win. With five games to go in the Cinch Premiership, Celtic are on the brink of a second straight title under Ange Postacoglu. With the League Cup already in the bag, the champions are still in the hunt for a treble. And in this week's Record Celtic podcast, we will look at leg three of the Quest, the Scottish Cup, and more to the point, Sunday's semi-final game against Rangers at Hampden. Joining us this week to look ahead to the massive tie at the National Stadium is Chris Sutton, a man who... Scored goals in semi-finals against the Ibrook's team at Hamden. And we're also joined by record sports Michael Gannon, who has uh, never I've scored goals at any bad. point in time. He's like, written about guys who have scored goals in
0: semi-finals at Hamden. Lads, how are we? Very good, thanks. Yeah, look, looking forward to this as ever.
2: Michael? Yes, guys. It's an um, exciting week, isn't it? We're getting to the business end now. Yeah. Tell your face, mate. What's that, Chris? Sorry?
0: Tell your face. Tell my face. Unfortunately, it's stuck this way. Tell your face it's exciting, mate. Come on. <laughs> Don't look excited. Come on. And we're have started oh, as we mean to
1: you go. On. Can we <laughs> yeah, them off, chat? We'll get to the semi-final uh, in due course. First of all, um Chris, you have said consistently the league is never over until it's over. But would you now concede that Celtic have got it one now?
0: Um, well, it looks that way, doesn't it? Uh, but you can't you can't think like that as a as a player, and you know until it's done. Now, you know these are the hardest five games that Celtic have had, you know this season with the split. Just maybe showed a bit of uh, a sign of fatigue, and you know the squad wasn't as strong as Ange Postecoglou would have liked. The bench at Celtic has made you know an impact a lot of the time this season. It wasn't there at the weekend, uh, but you know as a player, you don't you don't focus on uh, all you do is you focus on the next game and the most important thing is from a players' point of view you don't you don't switch off you keep playing with that intensity and and get over the line and you know you worry about all that stuff after but you can't you can't think uh, as a as a player that the league is one until it actually is one that's a dangerous thing to think
1: Michael it looks at a foregone conclusion we just prior to coming uh, onto the podcast, we have been given word on what the fixtures will be for the post split games. So we'll get back to that at the end once we've had a look at the semi final. But just in terms of the league, you've said for a while you thought it was done and dusted. And would you now, are you now pretty sure of it? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's done, it's finished. So they haven't dropped, um, we'll drop points in three games all season. We we'll
2: only lose five games after the split. It's 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 finished. It's a procession now. It's a matter of um, just picking a chance to go and celebrate. It's all about this game on Sunday. I mean, this is this is now the be all and end all in terms of um, on the horizon um, potential treble. Rangers try to salvage a season. It's, the league is done and dusted, and I'm sure they'll enjoy their their, their canter to the line. But this is uh, this is what's all about now. This game on Sunday. It's it's um, it's in in focus now. I think it's it's huge in terms of for both clubs. I think it's in terms of the rest of the season. First, it's, it's, to it's, to it's
0: interesting, Stoney. It's interesting that you know players can't think like journalists. They you know they can't have that mindset. And you know, Celtic are in a great position. But you know the other thing, there's a there's a couple of things, isn't there? Because there have there have been people who have talked about the uh, uh, the league lacking strength, not being as strong as it should be. And we've, you know, I think we've seen evidence of the weekend that, you know, the Scottish League is perfectly fine with Aberdeen beating Rangers and Motherwell putting up a, you know, a, a pretty resolute display uh, at Celtic and and getting a point. So, you know, uh, there is that. And the other thing, which you know, I've said many times uh, on podcasts which we've done together. I think that uh, it's it's really underestimated the the Celtic players what they've achieved this season in terms of just grinding out results uh, you know sheer willingness and determination it's hard to win games of football and we're getting near the end now uh, of the season and as i say i don't think performances have, have quite been there but you know it's really really difficult uh, to keep to keep winning games there was all this talk about celtic breaking the record you know, it, it's it, it's really not easy. So, you know, from a former player's point of view, I'd I really take my hat off to Ange and the team, for, you know, the way uh, that, that they've played this season in the league. And their, their sheer bloody-mindedness to, to keep winning games of football, it's a difficult thing to do. I think Did that's that underestimated.
1: I was just going to say, you think it's been undervalued, Chris? Yeah, you know, I do.
0: I, I do. I think people take that for granted. You know, every week. You know, the group of players, they're expected to go out and entertain and, you know, win games. And, you know, I, I think this season performance levels have been very, very high. But I also think there's a danger, not necessarily a Celtic fans, but um, of, of just everything becoming too comfortable. And that, you know, that expectation being there, well, we'll annihilate them, we'll annihilate the next team. It's, it's not like that. And, you know, the players mindset has to be really strong. And the manager's mindset has to be really strong. And, you know, just listening to Ange Postecoglou talk in recent weeks, I think he's well aware of the danger when people say, well, the league is done, that it's not easy because, I mean, look, I mean, essentially now two points from five games or one win, whichever way, you, you, you know, you want to look at it, um, you know, but the players still have to go out there, have the right frame of mind and perform.
1: Michael, with that in mind, looking ahead to the semi-final on Sunday, the majority of people would suggest this as the treble game for Celtic, automatically dismissing Inverness and Falkirk. Is that the case? Or is Chris right? You write no one off and you shouldn't think like that. <sighs> Listen, you
2: shouldn't think like that, but let's be honest. Let's be honest here. I mean, even even people who are involved with Inverness and, and Falkirk wouldn't be expecting anything. I mean, I, I, think, I feel like i thinking go and enjoy your day out, pick up the money that it, it makes them, which will be, make a huge difference to their campaign next season, but nobody. Oh, the trap, he's falling into the trap. Nobody's going to expect them to be doing the exam. It's the like they I've been clattering teams left, right and centre all season.
0: Do you, do you think? Do you think that'll be the Inverness and/or the full uh, mindset going into a final, thinking, "Oh, well, let's just have a nice day. Let's pick up the money. Let's let's not dream big. Let's not think about the chance of making history and and, and making a mark." Do you think that'll be their mindset? That's it, that's, I mean, why don't we all give up, Mick? Cause there's, nothing, just
2: give there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with dreaming oh, big. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming of a, being a 32 inch jeans again, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you can all dream big. Uh, listen, they've done well to get to that's this game. Well, uh, well, that's true. But listen, it, you'd expect this is the game. Whoever wins this game on Sunday is going to be the overwhelming favourites to go and lift the trophy. they would be a, a, the biggest shock of all time if Ireland lost in the final against those two teams. So that, that's where we that's where be. would be. It would be their biggest shock ever. So, why
0: don't um, they, so they bring the trophy along for the semi final? Then, if it's done in
2: Dustin, well, that's not it. Bless me, no how it works, I mean, I talk meritocracy. They've got if these teams get to the final, they'll deserve to be there. Just because they deserve to be there doesn't even have a chance of winning it. They can say they can dream, they can They can think big, and I, and I think that's what they should do. But the reality is they'll get it doing. <laughs>
1: Chris, how do you view the form going into the game on Sunday? Celtic's form and and, and are Rangers losing their way a little bit under Michael Beale.
0: Oh, blimey! Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, look, we're a Celtic out. I think the, the strength off the bench has been a big thing. Of course, you know, uh, you know, Jota not playing. Hatate Hatate is a really interesting one because even if he is fit and training this week. He's been out for so long. As it's five weeks or six weeks, whatever it is, that's a long time to be out. I, I suspect that Ange Postakogli may think it's not worth the gamble anyway. So Celtic will just have to get on with it. I think Hax is an interesting one. I, I actually like some of his cameos off the bench and, you know, he's, he's he's looked to danger. I think he's better off the left-hand side. But it looks that uh, you, you know, if Jotter isn't fit, he'll have to start off that right-hand side. I think that's a that's a weak area for Rangers defensively. I think you can get at Barisic, but Haksabanovic wasn't um, really prominent at the weekend. Didn't have a strong performance, uh, so you know he needs to to rock up. But um, you know, I suspect from from Celtic's point of view, they'll just concentrate on the, on their performance and, uh, and, and and hope that's enough to to win the game. You know, it'll be the the, the same old Celtic. We know how they play, but I suspect Atate will be too much of a risk for uh, for Ange Postecoglou at the weekend to start anyway.
1: Michael, would you agree with that? You were obviously at the last Celtic against Rangers game at Celtic Park and Aaron Moy was in a similar situation, came back uh, off an injury and maybe it was fair to say on that day he, didn't. he looked maybe a wee bit rusty or just a wee bit off it. Do you need to be in form and in games to start on Sunday? I mean, what do you think? I
2: think you're being quite kind. I think even uh, I, I know, I he was um he was rusted old Gate that day. Um, I think he's the kind of player that needs, needs to play a few games to get up to speed, doesn't he? Um, it's sort of early in the season as well. Um, the fact that Celtic have got these injury problems opens the door to Rangers, doesn't it? I mean, I think Jota was a huge miss at the weekend. Um, I, think, I, I agree, I like I like uh, I think he's got his attributes, but he's not Jota. He doesn't beat a man the way Jota does. He doesn't take the early pass the way Jota does. I think it was a few times at the weekend when Kayogo was running to the front post and about it turned back into the, tra- into the traffic like, you could see him like a wee guy smiling all the time he had a wee frown his head at times thinking get the ball
1: across the, the goal yeah. to attack. Um sounds like the hound, sounds like the hounds are out in the Sutton household <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like a dog's out go <laughs> on well, Michael sorry, sorry to interrupt yeah I think Jota Jota's a big
2: a big miss he's a key man if he's involved I think um I think his absence at the weekend was, was telling, getting those early balls across the face a goal. Uh, but does it opens the door to Rangers, doesn't it? It gives them a wee chance because Hatati's another one. I don't think he wouldn't have and he'll be able to slop straight back in. Um, so it might change the way Celtic operate in the game. It, 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 it makes it a more even game. I think if Celtic have all their men fit and firing, I think there's only one winner at the weekend. But the fact that these guys are major doubts and could miss out makes it a more level, balanced game, I think.
1: Chris, how do you rate the Rangers form going into the semi-final? Losing at Aberdeen on Sunday wasn't the ideal build-up, obviously.
0: No, it wasn't. Look, I, I mean, do I think that'll have a bearing on uh, on the semi-final? A- absolutely not. I mean, you know, if there was uh, a a tiny bit of a chance Rangers winning the league after you know Celtic slipping up, dropping points at the weekend, that was a you know an opportunity gone. I think that Michael Beale would have wanted to, you know, go into the Celtic game with real momentum. I still think they've got issues. If Goldson isn't fit, if Kent isn't fit, which, you know, they look like they are, they are doubts. Um, but, you know, I think it's enormous for Rangers in terms of, I think that they are the team under major pressure going into this game. I think Celtic will just go out with the attitude and that intensity that they can go and play. I think this is a must win for Michael Bill and Rangers. If they don't win, I think that inevitably uh, there will be pressure uh, immediately from the off at the start of the next season because, you know, this season what's happened, Michael Beal has come in and, you know, you, you've got, the, you, you've got the, the Scottish League, you've got the Michael Beal League, is losing in both. And now you've got this enormous game coming up at the weekend. He's had a lot to say about Ange Postacoglu, had a lot to say about a lot of things. Uh, essentially, that's OK, you know, having a lot to say, but, you know, the most important thing is backing up with performances on the pitch domestically, in fairness to him, I think that, that Rangers have improved maybe a short sharp shock at the weekend losing to Aberdeen and uh, and that will give them the desired kick up the backside to, to really go and compete with Celtic. but I'm, a, I'm a, so similar to Mick in, in terms of the way I, I think the game will uh, will, <laughs> will pan out. Um, you know I'd, I'd still make Celtic slight favorites uh, but the pressures all on Rangers.
1: Just before we move on to the, the the team scenario that Mick touched on a little bit earlier, Chris, if we can move on to that with you, you yeah, were just talking about things that have been said. There was an interesting some comments from one of the Rangers staff members um, prior to the game at Aberdeen, uh, Neil Banfield, uh, but comments from Ange Postecoglou after the via play final. Yeah, does anybody know what those Something comments like are? like leaving a taste in the mouth and, and, and yeah, I'm thinking we're coming for certain. I have to be honest, I was I was fortunate enough to be working that day. I was in the the, the press room in Ange Bostokoglu's spot. I can't think of anything that was anything other than respectful that he said. I don't really know. Is this, do you have any idea, Chris? Is this is this just an attempt to fire up his own players or, or the Rangers player? I mean, do you have any uh-huh. idea what that's all about?
0: I think so. I mean, you know, I think Michael Beal should, you know, make sure he keeps his staff in order and in check as as simple as that. I think this this was the same guy who compared Michael Beal to Nagelsmann and Pochettino, wasn't it? Um, You know, Michael Beal, no doubt, is a a talented coach, but, you know, going into management, that's, you know, that's a a huge shout. Eventually he may, you know, turn into one of the greatest managers the world has ever seen. But I, I think, Comments like that, uh, you know, put Michael Beale under unnecessary pressure. I think he's under enough pressure at Rangers uh, as it is. The stuff about Ange Postacoglu, uh, clearly, uh, unless he comes out and tells us specifically what upset him and, you know, if there are other Rangers uh, coaches or or players upset, you know, it's clearly designed to manufacture uh, up a bit of uh, uh, a bit of spirit, really, uh, maybe amongst the Rangers team. But I don't, you know, he has to be give a bit more clarity on on what Ange Postacoglu, uh said to upset the uh, the Rangers group. I don't, I don't, I, d- I didn't see anything which was which was that bad, uh, you know, if anything at all.
1: May I take it? It was,
0: same
2: it was a bit, it's a bit bizarre because Ange Postacoglu is, is so careful with his words. Not to kind of give anyone any ammunition, isn't he? I mean, i think if you're going to try and attempt a, a mind games battle with him, you're you're gonna go into plums. You need to be up really early to beat them with that kind of stuff. Um so it's a strange one. Um I was wondering, Chris, see, like you're playing days, could you take much attention to kind of comments made from from rivals? I mean, I mean the old cliche about it, the pinning the paper on the on the dressing room wall and all that stuff. I'm not sure he gives kneel an iPad to all
0: these days. But um, is that something that you that you can kind have of used as a motivation editing Well, you know, uh, you know, in, in terms of uh, you know that you, we had the men against boys, you know, Blackman Rovers, uh, Graham Souness, those famous uh, comments where uh, Blackman Rovers I love the club, but you know he was made to eat his words. I think Gary Flickcroft said, uh, a former teammate of Blackburn, said something similar. I don't. Oh, look! I mean, my personal point of view, you know, from from that particular time was we felt we didn't play well enough ourselves, and that was the the sort of driving force going down to Blackburn because Blackburn had played better football than us on the evening. So, but you know, I think I don't, I don't think that will sort of wash with uh, with Celtic players. Um, you know, um, in terms of. Thinking about uh, comments which other teams have made. I mean, you know, it's it's a very individual thing. Sort of as a team, though, I think that you concentrate on on the way you're going to perform in your job on the pitch and your and your and your duels within the game. That's the most important thing. I think you know, as I said, I think Rangers are trying to build that siege mentality. Nobody likes us, which is partly true, um, and uh, and that's what they're trying to do: build a bit of momentum, a bit of fire going into the game. Uh, but you know, they have to be more sort of definitive if if they're going to accuse Ange Postacoglu of saying something. Well, come out and uh, and tell us what he actually said, which upset you, but nobody knows. Do
2: you think do you think Ange think I mean, he won't say it publicly because he's too cute that way, but do you think he will want to kind of really, I think you used the phrase, rub their nose, is, nose is in it I think this week. Is that something you think that he will be determined to do? I, mean, I, I thought the game, the league game at celtic Park, I think it went 3-1. At that point, the game was done. Celtic were in control because I saw it out quite comfortably. But I thought Postacoglu went quite offensive with substitutions. I think he wanted blood. I think he wanted more. And I think he ended up backfiring a wee
0: bit. But I think he wanted to really give him a doing. But is he not like that in every game? Has he not has he not been like that You know, since the word go since he came in at Celtic in, in terms of? wanting blood and thunder wanting the team to be you know the the word often used is relentless uh you know his his celtic teams you know he, he wants to play a certain brand of football he wants to score goals he wants to entertain so i don't think that that rangers are necessarily being singled out uh you know for that i think that's that's the way he wants to play his style there's no doubt from a you know a player's perspective That, you know, if you're a Celtic player, you you really want to rub your rival's nose in it. You know, that works both ways. So, you know, I I think that the way that, in fairness, Foster Koglu and the Celtic players have conducted themselves with regards to these games and the way they've sort of addressed themselves uh, in the media, you know, they've been sort of just playing everything down and saying, well, we're going to do our talking on the pitch. I think, you know, from the other side, every sort of Rangers poor performance against Celtic this season, what happens on a Monday morning as we hear, well, you're going to see the real Rangers next time. We haven't seen the real Rangers at this moment in time. Maybe we will see it uh, on the weekend. But, you know, I suppose if we don't see it in Celtic win the game, well, we'll, you know, the same old rhetoric will come out. Well, you'll see the real Rangers at Ibrox. Well, we'll see, won't we?
1: Chris, uh, Michael has touched on it, so I-, I will come back to Michael on it. I know it's a difficult one at this stage. Obviously, we're moving on to the, the Celtic team selection now. You would guess that if everybody was fit and available, as you said, that there is pretty much a, a standard team there that you would expect, but that is not going to be the case. I think we know that. I think we know there's going to be guys missing. If you look at it, you've stated that Rio Atati has been out for a long time. It would be a big risk to put him back in, Um Celtic, obviously, last weekend against Motherwell, also at Kilmarnock. I think Tomoki Iwata played, Carl McGregor played. Um, yeah, they were both in there. Matt O'Reilly was in at Kilmarnock. The situation with Carl McGregor sort of playing the anchor against Rangers, he went back to that for, for I just the ball, he went back to that for the game at Celtic Park against Rangers, played with Moy and, uh, and O'Reilly further on. Um, what do you think he would do if the resources are the same as last weekend, for example, and the same guys are missing, does he go back to McGregor as the six and playing Moy and O'Reilly further on? Does he does he does he bring anyone else in? Does he play a Tati? Um, sorry, Iwata as the six uh, and uh, alongside McGregor? Does he move McGregor? It's a puzzle, isn't it? What, what yeah. would you do? Um, no, I think
0: it's a really, I think it's a really interesting one. I think the point about McGregor, which you've made, you know, various times, is you know, Celtic are a far better team with uh, with, with McGregor in that uh, pivot role in terms of speed of passing. But I've got to say, I've been really impressed with Iwata. I think he's getting up to speed. I know that his first full game up at Ross County, I thought he, I thought he did all right and he, he played safe. I think, you know, what we've seen in the game subse- subsequently since then is, you know, he's he's becoming braver. So I think Postacovu has the faith in Iwata, uh, you know, in that role. I think the interesting one is um, is Aaron Moy, just how how much bitter, how much sharper uh, is he? I suppose the good thing from Hans Bostakovlu's point of view is O'Reilly, who's had, I think most Celtic supporters would say, uh, an indifferent season. But the fact that he's had to had to sacrifice himself when McGregor did get injured in that role. Where- I think
1: that's an important point to make, Chris. I think that the, the, the two-month period prior to the World Cup when Callum McGregor was out or six weeks or whatever it was, O'Reilly did sacrifice himself and Celtic didn't drop any points in that period and and, and stayed in the, in the League Cup. He had a great role there. So he did do a good job for the team, didn't he?
0: Yeah, and, uh, and and you know what? I I thought he, he took his goals brilliantly at Kilmarnock and he's still a you know a, a big strength for uh, for Ange Postecoglou's scene. We know he were you know, well I, I suspect I'd say we'll know he will start on uh, on Sunday. I think his form has been uh, pretty good. It's, you know, it's it's you know who the other midfielder is is in there alongside him. Really, I suspect he'll go with the Watter uh, because I don't necessarily think he deserves to be dropped. I think that. Um, uh, you know the the issue Celtic have had uh, have got at the weekend is what are they going to get at Haksabanovic? I think you know, other than that the, the 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 team is pretty settled. We know Kyogo will start as number nine, even though Mick might think oh may get a shot.
2: Um, yeah, it was about a time uh, Can't believe he's waited
0: what was that thirty one minutes <laughs> to, to get
2: <laughs> <reach> that <on. laughs> Can't believe it's taking so long.
0: Are you counting? Um, yeah, so you, you know that's. But I don't think Celtic are in a bad position. I, you know, I think we'd all we all know, and you know, if Hatate's in the team, Celtic are uh, Celtic are a better team for it. But you know, the opportunity is there for the, the likes of a to come in and, uh, and and keep improving. So I don't think there's any great stress for uh, for Ange Postecoglou.
1: Michael,
2: <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? I think that McGregor is such a key man. I think in the, the game in the, in the cup game at Hamden. McGregor completely ran the show from that, that role. Rangers could, could not cope with that that space that he occupied in the, in, the, in the movement and the building, the passing. And I think for the game at Celtic Park, I think they changed things, Rangers. I think Tillman and Cantwell, it didn't so much close him down and press him, but they, they pressed the space and it made it more difficult for McGregor. I think Celtic might tweak it slightly again. I think Alata would be the one, I think, was going to look for it. night might try and play almost like the, kind of two, the two pivots uh, in there, but oh, well, we're um, getting
1: across the six, eight, and ten talk here. Here we go. Here we go. We're getting the big uh, ones. Michael, Michael, double pivots. <laughs> um,
2: but because McGregor, is <laughs> McGregor's flexible, McGregor can be the one that can, can bust forward as well. Um, it's an interesting match up because Reigns, I think, will try and do something similar to did in that first kind of in parts of the first game at, at, at period at the Park. Uh, it wasn't entirely successful for them. Let's be honest. I think they were a the better team, by, by far, to be honest with you. Uh, well, they set
0: up. They set up to contain, didn't they? Uh, yeah, because, know, as much as anything. And in terms, of, they didn't. They didn't carry a great threat going no. forward. You know, on Joe Hart's goal, and that's you know that's the dilemma Michael Beale, you know, has. I, I actually think Connor Goldson is enormous for Rangers. I think if you know yeah. if if he's not fit, then uh, yeah. then I don't think the Rangers fans would have much. Faith in, uh, in in Davies and Suter. I, I actually, you know, I like Suter. Actually, I think eventually he'll, uh, you know, do a, do a decent job at Rangers. But you know, he's had a sort of difficult difficult season and coming back, you know, from injury. And it, it's hard when you're thrown in, as he was thrown in. But you know, he doesn't he doesn't jerk things, John Suter. Um, but you know, they've got to make sure they're watertight. But they're a far better team. Um, you know, with Goldson, in. and they're a far better team, whether you like it or not. And whether he's on his way with Ryan Kenton, so that's you know another situation. If uh, you know he's fit, then Michael Beale has some thinking to do on his uh, on his starting lineup. Michael, yeah, I think I think it's all about I think it's about how Rangers approach it, isn't it? I think because uh, I mean that game we talking about at Silly
2: Park. I mean, Tillman and Campbell did kind of almost sacrifice themselves as attacking threats to be the kind of runners. They put pressure on on McGregor, but they took away from them what they can do in the, in the final third. And they didn't really have an impact in the game, did they? Um, and they can't really do that. At hand. And they need to go win this win this game. They can't really hang on and hope for the best. Um, so it's it's kind of what what Rangers do to try and combat that. Because um, I think what Celtic have got, they've got players. Even even if Atati doesn't play, I think Jota is a, is a key one. I think Jota's if he's near fit, he'll start. I think, which is really important. What's
0: the word on the um, street, Mick? I mean, you journalists, you have your ear to the ground, Mick. What, what are you hearing? I mean, you're you you know you're the guys to sort of know this stuff, aren't you?
2: Well, the, the feeling is that he's, he's closer. I think he's closer than a badder than a tatty. But you never know, because there's always mixed messages until like part of it comes to injuries. Like they play it cute, don't they? So I think Jota will make it. I don't think it's a badder like than back in my
0: day, Mick, when, when you all just used to get all the information you had better sort of sources then didn't you back
2: right, in right. your day Chris right. on,
1: on a Friday afternoon get the team news <laughs> <laughs> when, when guys <laughs> like <Newcastle, when> you Chris <laughs> like sing freely to the media that's right uh, yeah you'd have a burn down interview as you what do you say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, interesting I'll move you on to the front three Michael if I could the Celtic front three um, if the guy, it's just the guys that are available from last week um and there is no Jota and a doesn't make it, but it's it's not looking likely. Um could you see O and Kyogo? Does it have to be Haksi and Maida on the other side? How uh, how would you play that? I think that,
2: that is an option. I think I don't think the thing the problem we've got is that Haks is Chris better on the left. I agree with him, but I don't think you can move Maida from the left, because Maida against Turvenir is, is a battle that itself will take every day of the week because has Tav- had problems with Hattati, uh, sorry, with with Maida. Also, when, when Greg Taylor gets involved in, in, inside in that in converted role, it gives him a lot of problems. We saw it in, the, in the, the cup final. So that's not going to change. I think Maida's got to be the one in on the left. So the problem isn't the right. So if Jota doesn't make it, I think there's a case to put Kyogo out there and play all I, I know I get slaughtered for suggesting that the last time. Uh, although I didn't get the scoreline right. I was the only one that was to get the scoreline right, if I remember correctly. But I... Um, but, this, yeah.
0: but 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 had you had, had had you had your wish and Kyogo was on the bench then you wouldn't have got the scoreline right because of course he scored two.
2: Well, listen if if, if your auntie had you know what's the Nero
1: and so on. <laughs> but let's um, okay, not split hairs. But, um, really slightly odd, Michael. Well, well yeah. um, let's go on from he's that. The, he's, he's
0: not going to he's not going to leave Hax out as a starting lineup. I don't think. I I really don't. I think it's about sort of messages as well and keeping players on board. Now, you have to, nobody has a divine right to play. But, uh, you know, I I really suspect if, you know, Haxabanovich is is okay that he will start him in the game and and show faith in him. In fairness, you know, Haxabanovich has had his injury problems. Um, You know, he's come on and, and played little cameo roles. But, I think that Ains Postecoglou will show faith in uh, Haksimanovic, and I'm I'm pretty sure he will uh, he will start him off the right. And as I, as I say, you know, I
1: is, you, off you, is this a big? Would this be a big moment for Haksimanovic? If you look at the impact O'Reilly had in the Rangers games as soon as he came into the team, Hattati had Tati had, Kyogos had, Jota scored against Rangers. You talk about Haksimanovic's cameos, and fair enough, he hasn't had the opportunity to go and start start like a, a Rangers game. It's a massive chance for him on Sunday, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. And, and, and do you know what? I think we all think the same thing. I think that Barisic is there to to, to be got at and you know attacked in one v one situations, and that's that's Haksabanovic's strength. So you know, I I actually think that you know he has a decent future at Celtic, and things haven't worked out for for various reasons, you know, injuries and and you know has had made her ahead of him and Jotter ahead of him and uh, a barter uh, ahead of him at times and celtic have good competition in those in those wide areas so you know it is a real opportunity for him he came on did in the in the, uh, in the in the cup final and had a big chance went through one on one and didn't quite take it but these are the games where you, you know, Celtic players remember you forever if you set, if you step up in these big games. So it's a big opportunity for him, and, and one actually he should be relishing because, as I say, in those one v one situations, um, you know, I think he has the ability to give Barisic a, a really torrid time. And Rangers will have to make sure that Barisic has has help, whether it's from you know whoever they play as a holding midfielder, or you know Davies as that left centre half. So they'll have to be switched on because back does have the beating of uh, Barisic.
2: I think I think this game will be easier for Akcevanić than the Muller game at the weekend. Um, I think the way Muller was set up at the weekend with the with the back five and the four in front, there wasn't enough a lot of space. And I don't think he's as good as Jota in the tight situations and in, in the one on ones. Like but I think he will get more space. You see it in games when he's come off the bench later on when the games open up. That's when he's he, he's best. I think this game will be slightly more open because of the way Rangers need to approach it. So I think he'll find it a bit easier when he found it at the weekend. I think I agree with you. Curtis. I think he could be a a, a, real, make a real impact because I think he will get a little bit more room because Barris likes to attack as well his strength is going forward so I think he will get a few a few sniffs on in that, in that flank um, and there won't be the big sea of bodies in front of him like it was at the weekend
0: I, I, I think Mick makes a, he doesn't often make a valid point but he's made a really valid point
1: hold on hold on
0: <laughs> but it, it, it is about you know, I mean the game's going to uh, depend on how Rangers approach it we know what Celtic are going to do we, you know they, they, don't, they don't change for, for anybody they didn't change in the, in the Champions League and had some you know some sort of bad moments because, I mean you know away in Madrid and they were five down after what 60, 70 minutes and chucking seven bodies into the box you know it was, <laughs> it was sort of an interesting watch you know, you know what Postacoglu's going to do but it's up. It's up to to Michael Beale to, okay. Rangers want to win the game, and it's, it's however you win. But they also want to show that they can dominate Celtic, and I'm not so sure that they're capable of doing that. A lot's been made about Raskin and Campbell coming in and and being an upgrade, but you know we saw at the weekend against um, against Aberdeen, there are still. Uh, there's still a lot of work to be done at, at, at Rangers. Celtic is the ultimate acid test. Are they brave enough to go toe to toe with Celtic? And you know, without Hitate I think that you know they stand a you know a, a better chance. But I'm still not so sure that the players have the absolute confidence. And you know, Sunday will tell whether you know they can really take the game to Celtic.
1: Right, gentlemen. Quick prediction because I want to get onto the post-split fixtures and get your opinion on that. So, how do you see it going, Chris? Briefly. Sunday?
0: Um, I think it'll be a draw.
1: Okay, that's great. (laughs) Then what happens after that? I I,
0: I think, I think, I think Goldson's big if he comes back in for ranges, but I suspect Celtic will just edge this one. I think the pressure's off Celtic and uh, I think that they can go and play and, you know, they always try and play with freedom, but I don't think... How can
1: you say the pressure's off Celtic when they're chasing a treble?
0: Because that, that's the because the league is the be all and end all in that respect. And all okay, there's still a little bit of work to do. But I think that Celtic players will go into the game thinking, well, we've got a 13 point gap in the league. That's nearly over. We've you know we've still got to concentrate on getting over the line. But in terms of what's at stake, the pressure is all on Rangers. I mean, look, you can you can argue the point that there is uh, pressure because of the nature of wanting to win a treble. But in terms of who does this game mean more to? I think that you know uh, it 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 means more to, to Rangers players. But in terms of how would I feel about going into the game? I'd be feeling like I, I wanted to rub the opposition's noses in it, really, and there would that there would be that determination. But um, you know, in terms of pressure, if I was a Rangers player, I would be feeling it.
1: Right, Michael. Chris has predicted uh, both teams in the threat of the final. Two-one Celtic. Right. Okay. We got there in the end, Michael.
2: I think Celtic. I think there's a, a sense of vulnerability with this Rangers team. I think. Talk about pressure. I think when the pressure's really been on, they've, they've buckled. I think they play well when there's no pressure. But like the game. you think
0: they'll buckle again then, Mick?
2: I do. I think. I think Celtic. This could be a, a pretty comfortable victory for Celtic. I think if they go if they, on the front foot and get an early goal I think they could they could dish out a a sore one this weekend I think Celtic will uh, despite their injuries. I think Celtic will will um, will steamroll the Rangers this weekend I think so What
0: what score
2: mate? 3 three's up Okay, yeah. that's <laughs> this is a podcast with bold opinions. Chris is going like that one game at a time. League's not done, it'll be a draw can't say cup semi final. The most outspoken pundit is just getting
0: scaled from his bum. Now, that was the draw, the draw, believe it or not, Mick, was sarcasm. <laughs>
1: it's hard to tell, Chris. <laughs> yes, we have it. Um, Right, sarcasm. You've taken us on beautifully to the post flip. Thanks, Chris. I would assume you may have a bit of sarcasm. Um, you've seen, or we've just seen prior to coming on to the podcast uh, Celtic's first opportunity to secure the league will be against Hearts at Tynecastle, Um and then after that it's an away game against Rangers where if Celtic fail to beat Hearts and Rangers defeat Aberdeen in their first game, Celtic will have the chance to win the league at Ibrox, but they wouldn't have any supporters there so what's your take on that? Uh, if
0: that's the case they'd still probably enjoy the lap of honour with the trophy jogging around Ibrox I'm sure they'd you know they'd really enjoy that it's I mean it's oh look I mean it is what it is and the games had to be put in some particular order I mean it does seem like um you know they don't want Celtic fans to, to celebrate uh, winning a title, but Celtic fans will celebrate anyway, you know, wherever they are, whether they're in the homes, whether they're in the pubs of Glasgow. It's, uh, you know, they're, they're going to celebrate, um, you know, Hearts is, we saw, you know, their performance against Ross County, uh, maybe a changed team under under Stephen Naismith. But look, it's, Celtic have got five games left, and it's just about getting over the line. From a player's perspective, they'll celebrate anyway. It, it's a, It's a bit of a shame, but, you know, I think St Mirren's the third game, isn't it, at at home after the split. Um, So, look, they can celebrate with the supporters anyway. And that that would be my focus as a player. From a fan's perspective, I suppose there'll be an element of disappointment that, uh, you know, they're not going to get the opportunity of, uh, you know, playing, you know, maybe a a St Mirren or Aberdeen at home first game after the split. But I don't think it's any great surprise the way the fixtures have come out. Michael? Yeah,
2: listen, it, we're lucky in Scotland because of a split you can almost kind of manufacture drama because of these fixtures. But when there's a, a massive league they that they've got, there's almost much drama you can manufacture. Do you know what I mean? It's as um, it what it is, and there's, we're limited to the amount of games that can be shown in certain uh, times and TV and all that stuff as well. So it's a bit of a minefield trying to work it all out. Um, so I don't think it matters matters too much. I think, we'll, I certainly when it's time Castle and it's wrapped up. It'd be interesting. Do you think there'll be a, a guard of honour at uh, Ibrox casting or should be?
0: Uh, I'd like to think so. I think as a player, you, you know, you do the right thing. Would you do you? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm playing events? anymore, Mick. <laughs> okay. No,
1: he's on the fence again.
2: That's one for the next that's one for no, the I
0: think Mick, it's important to do the right thing as a player. I'm sure, I'm sure Mick Beale and the, the Rangers players would, you know, they would respect their opponents.
2: That's one for the next podcast morning, I think.
1: Yes I think so Michael, Chris thank you very much for your time today much appreciated Um, we look forward to hearing your views after the semi-final at Hamden to see if you were both correct and we'll also speak if and when Celtic secure the league championship trophy and have a look back on the season so thanks very much for your time boys and thank you everyone for listening good luck